Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Steve Cullum and I'm your host today and I am so excited for you to be here with us for another conversation with another great student ministry worker. Today's interview is with Justin Knowles. Justin is the student ministries pastor at Christ Church of the Valley in San Dimas, California. And Justin also has his own podcast, uh, which was called The Other Student Ministry Podcast, but is now called Youth Ministry Hacks in connection with what he does at, with Download Youth Ministry. So if you're familiar with DYM, you, you've probably interacted with Justin, whether in the, the Facebook group or on the website. He blogs for them. He does a lot with DYM. And so you probably, you know, maybe maybe heard of Justin. And I'm really excited for you to get to hear his story today and uh, just learn a little more about what God has been doing in his life to learn about what he does there at DYM, uh, his ministry at his church, and uh, to learn a little more about what he you know he talks about on his own podcast. So I'm um, excited for you to hear that story. But before we do that, we do need to thank our sponsors because they are one of the reasons this podcast happens. So first of all, let's thank WorkCamp NE. If you are unfamiliar with WorkCamp NE, maybe this is one of the first times you have tuned into the podcast. Let me just tell you about this awesome organization that is based around mission trips, service-based mission trips for your students. Most of them are in the Northeast. Um, they're going to be all over North, the Northeast uh, doing awesome stuff, but they have started to branch out. Last year was their first year doing camps in Illinois, and they're coming back to Illinois. So maybe you thought, I love Work Camp NE. I love the mission behind it and everything, but it's, in, it's a little too far for us to travel to the Northeastern area of the United States. But now, within Illinois, Maybe that's a little closer for you to check out. So make sure you check out their website, W-O-R-K-C-A-M-P-N-E.com. That's W-O-R-K-C-A-M-P-N-E.com. Thank you for your sponsorship, sponsorship WorkCamp NE. And uh, our other sponsor is a combined sponsorship between the National Network of Youth Ministries and Reach Youth New England. And we are very grateful for their sponsorship. Uh, these Both of these organizations are all about combining efforts across churches, across denominations, across communities. And so if you have not yet got connected with another youth worker or a community of youth workers in your area, make sure you check out their websites because they're built around this idea of connecting us together. Their theme, their motto is we are better together and it's so true. So National Network is at youthworkers.net, youthworkers.net. Pretty simple, right? They just got a brand new website as a matter of fact. So make sure you check that out. Even if you've been years ago and make sure you check out their new website. And also if you're in New England, a great way to get connected is also through Reach Youth New England, and their website is reachyouthne.com. Make sure you check them out and show them some love. Both WorkCamp NE and the combined sponsorship between the National Network and Reach Youth New England, fantastic organizations, and on all, they're all there to help you be a better youth worker and, uh, and a better student minister. And I'm so thankful for what they do for the Student Ministry Podcast, and uh, and yeah, and what they're going to be able to do for you and your in your ministry. So, with all that being said, we do want to jump right into that conversation with Justin Knowles today. I know you're going to be blessed by what you hear today, so let's jump right into that. All right, thanks so much for joining us today, Justin. Steve, we're here. We're making it happen. We are. I'm excited. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem at all. And I know, uh, you know, you've done ministry for a while. You've got your own podcast, so people are expecting a lot for today. <laughs> you know what? 
that's pressure, but we'll see how it goes. I got coffee. We're good to go. All right, cool. So I, I'm going I'm to be a little uh, open and honest. This is actually this like part two in a way of, of this recording because we were into this discussion and I completely I looked up and I forgot to hit record. So uh, this is this is actually you know there's a little peek behind the scenes. This is this is round two of this of the beginning of this conversation because I I was so into it. Justin was like going and and I totally I was forgot to pouring hit out my heart. I was pouring <laughs> out my heart and. I might forget things this time, so I don't even know. It's like, what happened. Just you, just, you sucked me in, and I totally forgot to hit the record button. So, so here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, some people know you, Justin, uh, from your download youth ministry stuff, and maybe they listen to your podcast, and uh, maybe others have have never heard of you. So take it. Just take a few moments to to discuss like a little bit who you are and um, how God has got you to the point where you are today. Totally. Um, I think. Let's see where to begin. Well, I live in Southern California, uh, live in a, um, a town called Chino, and that's actually where I grew up, and that's where my wife, my wife grew up as well. And so I, um, man, Southern California, it's Chino, it used to be like all dairies and all that kind of stuff, and it's really fun now because it's starting to be a little bit, they're like getting rid of all the dairies and putting in like fun stuff. <laughs> so we actually enjoy being where we are right now. I work at a church called um, Christ Church of the Valley. Uh, in San Dimas, California. And if you know your movie history, um, you should know San Dimas of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, uh, San Dimas High School Football Rules. And that's uh, that's where we actually pulled from that high school, which is really kind of fun because I go to San Dimas High School football games. Um, and they actually do pretty rural. Like they're actually really good uh, <laughs> over the last couple of years. Um, and so we... Um, we, it's like, an, it's in LA County and I'm trying to think of like, uh, if people don't know where Southern California is, basically it's right outside. It's on the very edge of the suburbs of LA. Um, if you could, it's like the last city before you in, exit LA County. And uh, I've been there for three years. Um, it's actually my second round. So I actually served at this church for a total of seven years. Um, I've been, I've been back for three years. I actually started there. Uh, my first job getting hired at the at any church was at CCB, cool. um, and I right out of college, and then uh, I worked at Saddleback for three years on the high school ministry team, and then I've been back as like the lead student ministries pastor um, for three years now, and it's been so fun. A um, lot of changes, a lot of hard work, a lot of painful conversations, mm-hmm. and um, but a lot of God's moving, which is super fun, which we'll get into in a little bit. Cool. Um, but for me, uh, I didn't start, my parents randomly started going to church when I was in third grade. Uh, wasn't really a part of anything. I was like involved, but I wasn't, nothing was clicking. Um, because for me, uh, my, my, my thing that I did all through elementary school, all junior high, all high school was baseball. I was a really good baseball player. Um, and like in high school, I had scholarships and was planning on going somewhere in the East Coast and had nothing to do with ministry at all. And um, but kind of just kind of went through the motions. But but at the same time, though, like was serving. And I think that probably had a lot to do uh, a lot of playback, uh, like retrospective of, of what God was doing in my heart all through, uh, junior high and high school. Because when I was 12 years old, I took a group of second graders, um, that I was co-leading with an older guy. And I took them from second grade all the way till senior year of high school. Wow. Um, and so I was involved in kind of 
hanging out with these dudes and studying the Bible, but without really being fully devoted to Jesus, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like for me, it was, uh, um, my sophomore year of high school when I was like thinking I was the, the man cause I was getting mm-hmm. all these scholarship offers and stuff like that. Um, I, dislocated my shoulder and tore all the ligaments in it um and i ended up having to have surgery and so during this time i was kind of left with school and church and physical therapy because i was determined to get back into playing Mm -hmm. so that way i could um keep my scholarships and make a name for myself and make a lot of money you know that was my kind of high school mindset and then uh i rehab came back my first game back i dove for a ball dislocated my shoulder again Mm -hmm tore all the ligaments again. And I was like, at that point I just kind of realized I was done. And so at that point too, my identity was gone, Yeah, you know? And so, so in high school, you know, when you put all your, your hope and faith in, into that, into that identity. And then all of a sudden in one dive of a ball, it was gone. Mm. Definitely went into a dark space. Um, and I, all I was, was like left with church and school. Like that's kind of all, I went through is just those two things. And, and that's where, you know, now, cause I wasn't playing baseball. I went to this one, uh, our high school ministries winter camp because I wasn't playing anymore mm-hmm. and was placed into this random group of guys, um, who ended up being my small group and everything changed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was that weekend where I kind of, it all clicked for me of like, Oh man, my identity is not in, this it's in Jesus and um the high school pastor um was was just able to have a conversation with me and we were able to to really like it was that trip that changed the trajectory of where I was going wow um and it was placed into this great small group who I ended up serving the or being in a group with the last like year and a half um of high school and so um yeah, that kind of that kind of changed everything. And and he's like, you know what? The high school pastor was like, you know, you're going to do this because he knew that I was serving. <laughs> he knew that I was a part of like other things. He's like, you're going to do this for the rest of your life. And I mm-hmm. said, nope, <laughs> nope. I like laughed in his face, kind of. And he said, just give me the summer intern for me. Just kind of see what it's like. Yeah. And I promise you, you'll see that this is God's calling for you. And so I did, and I never looked back. That's awesome. Uh, and so that's kind of like the the nutshell version of how I got into ministry. And through that whole process, too, you know, I got a, I have the most important, you know, one of the most important things. Like I met my wife um, the summer I graduated high school in Hawaii. Hey, oh. Um, mm. And we just happened to both be on vacation at the same time in the same place. <laughs> that's and never met each other. She even went to my church. I didn't know. Um, and you met in Hawaii. <laughs> we met in Hawaii in a hot tub. Even better. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah. And so now we, we've been through that whole process is where I met her and we started serving together. Like the time when I started serving is when she started serving. And so we kind of got to know each other through that as well. So that's really cool. That's, that's a little bit of like my history of like how I got into ministry and, yeah. you know, went to, went to APU, studied youth ministry, ended up getting a church at CCV where I work now. Uh, left for a little bit, went to Saddleback for a couple of years, got to work with Josh Griffin, um, whoever that is. Uh, and, some, um, some random. Uh. <laughs> and um, we 
we struck up a friendship and that's kind of, I was, I guess, I guess it happened, just happened to be at the right place at the right time. That's when like download youth ministry started, mm-hmm. you know, like when I was there. And so he asked me to be a part of that and it's when it kind of launched. And so that's kind of, you know, I write a lot for them on, on their, on their blog as well. And so, um, yeah, it's just been really fun. It's been a really cool experience and I love being where I'm at right now. It's been, it's been really fun. Awesome. That's so cool. I love the fact that like you finally had the high school pastors that just said, you know what, this, this is what I see and you can't deny it. This is what God's going to do in your life. And, uh, and don't try to run away from it cause it's going to happen. And I okay. love that's cause I like, that's my, that's one of the desires that I've had over the last few years. God's just placed this, this hope and desire to, to really see that in other students' lives and be able to, whether it's ministry or whatever it is, but to be able to see their, their true potential and their God-given potential and to be able to just point that out of them and call that out of them um, so that they can actually rise up and, and achieve it. And that's so so awesome that you had that experience. Yeah, I mean, and, and isn't that what we do? Yeah. We we call out some you know students' God-given potential so that they could see it maybe because they don't see it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. So, so you've been at uh, CCV for three years, is that right? Yes, that's like this, the head. This time around, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, in your high school ministry specific, I, I think I know you're like over all the ministries. Is that right? Yeah the the way that we have it structured, it is we I, I oversee everything, but we have a junior high pastor. I teach in high school, um, and we kind of we do a hybrid kind of service where everyone's together for the first half of service and then we separate for teaching. Okay. Cool. So, so yeah, so that's like, kind of, that's kind of our structure. Awesome. So like, yeah, feel free to dive in there and like how, maybe how you got to that structure and, and you, you can talk about programs if you want, but also just your, your everyday ministry. What's it, what's it like on a regular basis uh, there at CCB? Like what's, if someone says, you know, what's your ministry look like with what, it, what does it look like? Totally. Um, so right now, as as it stands, um, we do a Wednesday night midweek program uh, for seventh to twelfth grade students, and we like I, like I just said, it's like a hybrid thing. So to, for the first half of service, from the patio out and hanging out, that's the great thing about Southern California. The weather's mm-hmm. nice about ninety five percent of the time, yeah. and so we have the outdoor patio always going and bumping. Um, and so everyone will come in and we usually do like a welcome slash some sort of upfront game just to get people, you know, blood flowing, laughing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we go straight into, um, a greeting time where we have a new student area where if you, if you brought a friend or it's your first time, like that's where they go and we kind of be connected with, and we give them a little, you know, full size candy bar type situation, mm-hmm. um, just to say, thanks for being here. Uh, time of greeting, and then we go into a couple songs of worship, and then from the from the worship time, uh, we have a room that's attached to the main auditorium. And that's that's the other part. Like we, we're a big church on a small campus. Okay, and so you know our church on the at least my campus, we probably run around forty five hundred people um, in an auditorium that seats seven fifty, okay. and so. We there's basically like our room and then like the kids or that worship center and then the kids building and there's no other room that we could fit in besides the worship center so we we sit um, 
we like we do the same thing. Uh, like we share that space, okay. which is nice because um, we get to use all their stuff. Yeah. Um, so when when they get new stuff, that means we get new stuff. <laughs> right. Um, but it also sucks because we have to it, we're set up tear down. Right. And so we have to we have to set up every week, you know, before, before service. But anyways, um, attached to the main worship center, it's kind of like an overflow room or a multi-purpose room. Um, and that's where junior high goes, uh, for their time of teaching. Um, and then high school stays in the main auditorium and, uh, Sean Lord is our junior high pastor. Um, uh, will teach in there. I'll teach in the main auditorium with the high school and we do the same series. So we're, we're doing, um, the same series all, all the way through, but me and him teach age appropriate okay. content, if that makes sense. Yep. Yep. And so, um, and then on top of that, so that's like our Wednesday program, but before our program, which is like a separate program. And it's something that you, you know, you said that if there's anything that we kind of do a little bit different, um, we actually do small groups before service okay. on Wednesday nights on campus. Um, which is a little bit different. There's not that many churches that I know that do that. It's like an option. Um, kids sign up, they pay even, um, and they come an hour early before service and they do are in a small group from six to seven and then are out on the patio by seven and then church starts at seven thirty. Okay. So that's like our own, our own little tweak on, on small groups. And we yeah. tried it out for this year and it, it's working really great. It's working well. Okay, cool. So yeah. I, I did. I actually, uh, I think I was talking to uh, Daring Prinkert, and uh, he was talking about how his he set up his uh, small groups to go before as well. And he was, I asked him like why, and he said he was forced into it. Uh, how did you guys decide that that before was probably the the better option for you? Uh, well, so at our church we do this thing. Um, you might have heard of it. A lot of churches are doing it now. It's called Rooted. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually based, doing it in our church too. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So you, you're familiar with, if you don't, if you're not familiar with it, if you're listening, it's, it's like a 10 week intensive, uh, I call it like a small group birthing system, basically like where yep. you go through and it's like 10 weeks of curriculum and there's homework and you have a prayer experience, a serve experience, uh, that you do together as a group. And then by the end of the 10 weeks, ideally is that that group group turns into a small group mm-hmm. and you stay. And so we tried to do that because we wanted to be in line with everybody, you know, at our church. Mm-hmm. Um, but the hard part was, is that we were asking a lot for students. Like that was, it, that would end up being three nights a week where we're asking them to do mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Um, so Wednesday night and then a, a rooted night. And then we, we want them to go to church on Sunday. So that's three days. Um, and so, they just weren't doing it. And mm-hmm. so we kind of had a rethink of, we tried it for two years, you know, and trying to make it a thing and it just wasn't working. The number, like how many students were involved wasn't worth the effort that we were trying to put in. Okay. And, and so we just kind of rethought things and I did a whole bunch of research and was looking at this one church in particular, um, in Minnesota, it's called Eagle Brook church. Uh, they're a bigger church than we are. And I'm like, okay, I like what they're doing. And they have a ridiculous amount of students that come before service and it's a part of their culture now. Um, and so there's a lot of reasons why we just figured that doing small groups beforehand is working for us is because a couple, couple of them, one, uh, it's a one-stop shop. Yep. And so, you know, it's the students who, students who want to be there 
are going to be there and show up a little bit early and be in a, in a group. Um, we didn't want to do group um, after because we are very heavy invite culture and we didn't, we're talking about like, do we just force everyone to be in groups? Yeah. Um, because then we'll get a hundred percent participation, but because we're very an outreach driven model and students bring new friends weekly is it, the last thing that's super welcoming is, Hey, welcome to our church. Here's going to the small group where you have to talk about your feelings and mm-hmm. what you're struggling with. And so that's not very welcoming. Um, and so we're like, that's not kind of where we're at with that, at least not how we're structured or what our church is about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of said, okay, if we do it beforehand, uh, Oh, and the last one is we do, we only do Wednesday night events. So like we don't do any standalone events. And so every event that we do is attached to a Wednesday. Okay. And so if they're after, if small groups are afterwards, then, do they miss the event? Do we cancel the event? Mm, Do we gotcha. stop doing events? And so we just said, okay, it's beforehand kind of hits all the boxes that we're hoping for is it's students who want to be there. It's, they're not going to be forced to go. Like, obviously that's going to be our big push from the main stage is, Hey, you need to be in a group. Um, so, you know, this is how, this is how you'd be in a group is you come an hour early and you can be placed in one and then you could go to service together with your group to, um, it doesn't, if you're new or if you invite someone you could still go to a group and still have your friends show up at seven. Um, or if you have, if you want to invite someone when we do an event, you don't have to miss a group because you could come to group beforehand and still do the event afterwards. So it kind of hit all of our boxes as far as like what we're hoping to accomplish. Cool. And so do those, uh, those small groups, are they going through rooted or do they go through something that's connected with what you guys talk about each night or how's that? Um, the they're, content, they're, connect, they're like a preamble to the message that night. Okay. And so what we do is whatever series we're going through, we'll create the curriculum at the very beginning of the series. We'll send it out to our leaders and whatever passage that we're going to talk about that night, they will go and, um, read through it and then have answer a couple questions that go, with it and then they'll go here like a very much more detailed like teaching on that passage okay cool so and it seems to be working like for us like our goal this year was to have 50 percent of our students go through it and uh-huh. be involved and we're at like a 53 so oh, wow. we kind of we hit what we're hoping for this first year and then hoping to grow it as the culture becomes more and more normal that's cool that's cool Awesome. All right. So you've been in a couple different churches. You've had uh, some different levels of experience with, with volunteering and being on staff and kind of everything in between, being a part of youth ministry yourself when you were, when you were in middle school, high school. So I'm sure you've learned a lot over the years. Um, you even talk about this on, on your regular podcast, talk about some different hacks and different things to make ministry better. So I know you've, you're you're just your mind's filled with tons of different tips and stuff. Uh, do you care to share just a couple of them uh, as we wrap up here? Just uh, things that maybe you would go back in time if you were to say to, say to Justin, maybe like ten years ago. Hey, you know what? This would really benefit your ministry if you did this earlier on. Um, what are some of those maybe tips that, that you've learned along the way? Yeah. Oh man. Um, I think so. We're about to get real, Steve. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, because it's it's something that I'm. Probably, I'm currently going through um, something that I am wrestling with and, and praying through on my own end and kind of coming to my own. Because this is, you know, the last three years, you know, yeah, I've been in student ministry for 
10 years, but I've only been leading a team for three. Okay. You know, I've, I've been on a team, you know, for seven years and mm-hmm. this is my first time actually like leading out where I'm the main dude. Yeah. And I think for me, if I could go back, you know, if you're like asking for like hacks, it's just like the realization and, and kind of what I'm coming. Cause right. Like I'm a people pleaser in a sense, like we all kind of are mm-hmm. that we don't want people to be mad at us or parents to be mad at us or your higher ups to be mad at you or to be frustrated with you. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I've kind of been trying to navigate and, and been learning on my own end is, um, is how can I say this? nicely (laughs) is I'm I'm learning like I wish I would have learned a long time ago that the only people that I need to have approval of um, are the Lord number one um, my senior pastor because my job is to carry out his vision of Mm -hmm. the church in the student ministry like way Um, and then my immediate supervisor Hmm. Um, and nobody else matters really like in, in a sense, you know, like as, as long as those three, you know, as long as I feel like I have a calling from God and a vision of the ministry in which he's called me to mm-hmm. and, um, the senior pastor approves it and he's like, yes, I like this. And then my supervisor as well, who's working with me directly and kind of knows more of the ins and outs and says, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Then that's kind of all I needed. Yeah. Uh, to, to move forward and to make sure that I'm headed that way. And, you know, everyone else is a, uh, you know, thank you for your consideration. <laughs> you know, thank you for your, your input. I'll consider it yeah. and then kind of move on <laughs> from there. You know what I mean? Yep. And so because I, at the very beginning, I was like, I'm trying to please everybody. Mm-hmm. And I would be really like really, you know sorry, but like diarrhea for a week, if I had to like have a conversation because, you know, that person didn't like something I was doing. And so I think just kind of having that realization of, man, it's a lot more freeing when the people who really matter, who actually have time, you know, the elders at my church, you know, if one, there's one particular that I know that is like not a fan of me. And so he always tells me how to do stuff and I can look at him confidently and just say, no, <laughs> You know, yeah. you you don't you. I'm not. You're not over me, um, and so to to like walk through that, I wish that was that that was one of the things yeah. <laughs> that I wish yeah. that I would have realized. Well, it's um, so it's so interesting, and and everybody listening, they've <laughs> if you've been in student ministry for probably a week or more, you know that like everybody has their opinions, and I think one of the hardest things is um, my my recent transition. I was I was going to establish church. Uh, one that that has had a lot of different youth pastors over the years, um, especially in recent years, and so there's been a lot of turnover, and and everybody has their opinions, and you know it's one of the things that I, I knew going into it, but once you get into it, you're like, wow, sometimes it's really overwhelming that every almost every parent you come across and leader you come across, and everybody has their way of, of doing it. But I love what you said about like the the confidence if you if we're able to to have that level of confidence all of a sudden I, what i've realized is that you gain respect from those people that even have their opinions that all of a sudden you you start portraying the fact that you have this under control even if you really don't um but but you kind of just like hey you know what god's entrusted this ministry to me and i have some ideas and i i've been the one called to to do this and if you take that very seriously all of a sudden, I've, I've noticed, not everybody, but a lot of those people that have opinions, all of a sudden start, 
they start changing their their mindset toward you and they start showing some respect because you're you're doing it the right way instead of just bending to every little opinion that you hear all the time. Right. Yeah, it's kind of it's a lot more freeing. Like yeah. I kind of walk around going like, yeah, this is what I know I'm supposed to do. This yeah. is what I know that we're called to do. Yeah. And I got back up, you know, because if anyone else is mad or upset and they go to my supervisor or even the senior pastor, they go, no, this is this is where we're going. You know, like this is kind of I already know that. Mm-hmm. And yes, I and I approve of it, you know, and so it kind of allows them to back you up a little bit. For sure. Yeah. <clears throat> any any other tips or anything? Um kind of along the same line honestly like as i've been kind of thinking through and is obviously you could tell like kind of where i'm at in my my leadership journey um of going through just based off of these two things is like what kind of along the same line of you know what voices are you allowing it to to speak into you you know like obviously mm-hmm. you know you there's a whole bunch of people who try to tell you to do a whole bunch of different things because they're, you know, no one's going to be as passionate about your ministry as you are. And so, you know, walking through of like, who do you actually allow to speak into you? Mm-hmm. And I kind of been, and I wish I would have discovered this a long time ago. And I don't know where I heard this. So I don't, I don't know where to give credit, but if you know, or someone's listening, though, like feel free to let me know. So I can give proper credit to where it's due um, is, like I just started asking myself like three questions um, when it comes to when people have an idea for my ministry or an idea for me of what I need to do. And I wish I would have known this a long time ago because I think it would have saved me a lot of stress hmm. um, and anxiety because I do struggle with anxiety. I go to uh, counseling um, on the regular. And so like I think this would have helped a long way. And like the first one is um, – you know, does, you know, whoever it is that is speaking or is trying to tell me to do something, um, do they love Jesus more than I do? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, cause obviously I want to take advice from someone. Like if I, if my goal is to be more and more like Jesus, then I want to take advice from people who know him better than me and who can maybe hear or see something different, you know, um, from him than, than I would. Mm-hmm. And so like, if, if they love it, do they love Jesus more than I do? Um, or as passion, is there active, is their relationship active in that yeah. I could see it being a part of their life? Um, and the second question is, um, do they love me? Mm-hmm. Um, like is something that they're asking me to do, um, is because they want something out of it. You know, is it something out of their own agenda? Is it like, hey, I think you should add this to your program? Are they asking me because they really think that's something that's beneficial to them or because they want to take it over? Or be, or are they asking because they're not really caring about that this is really going to kill me or my family because I'm adding this onto my plate? Um, you know, kind of looking at that, like where, where are they asking, do they love me? You know, like I want someone who's speaking into me that says, hey, you're thinking about adding this to your thing, but like what about your wife yeah. or – have you thought about this? How many nights a week are you going to be out? Mm. Um, and so, you know, so that do they love me as a person um, and making sure that I'm healthy as a, as a human. Um, and then the last one is, uh, do they love my ministry or church? Mm. You know, like are, are they behind what we're doing? You know, obviously if they're not behind, you know, another part that we probably could have gone into is we don't have any Sunday programming for students at all. Okay. Um, cause we actually, I actually believe that it's 
more important for students to go in with their parents yep. um, and to worship alongside them. Yeah. Um, that's more effective, and they're part of the church. That Jeff, our senior pastor, he's their pastor, um, and I'm their pastor for six years. But then when they graduate, maybe they won't. Mm. You know, maybe they'll gra- they won't graduate. Yeah, church. You know, yep. and so that when that kind of came down, when I killed, we had like a junior high thing going, and I killed that like. People were upset. Yeah. Obviously. And so, you know, asking people, like when people speak into me and what I should do, is like, do they love like my ministry and where it's going and do they support it? Um, and if they do, you know, then if they, if they have something to say, then I'm more likely to listen to them, you know, rather than because they're just upset because they don't like one decision that I made. You know what I mean? Right. And so, and if the answer is no to any of those questions, then that's where I, and I say, hey, thank you for your, suggestion i'll think about it yeah you know and then just let it go and then you know if the answer is yes and i'm like okay then maybe this is something i should listen to or consider like prayerfully um and so yeah that's kind of we just went into a very deep part of justin's heart right now because that's what like what he's what i'm going through and, yeah. and kind of like wrestling with right now so yeah no, that's cool because i think i think it's so important i think um you know over the years as, as student ministry has become less and less of a, of a stepping stone to, you know, quote unquote, real ministry. I think less and less people are seeing it as, as such, and they're seeing it as a, as a real significant theme. Um, you know, men and women are being called to student ministry specifically. I think that's, that's my calling. I've, I don't have this desire to ever be anything else other than a student pastor. And, um, and if we take our job seriously like that, then we need to, we need to, do the things that you're talking about is to pay attention to the right people and also put people in our lives to seek out people that are, they're going to help us be better at what we are called to do. Um, that it's not just a, a stepping stone and hopefully I'll reach a couple kids along the way. This is, this is a significant thing. And so we need to, we need to treat it as such. Um, which means that we need to be really taking care of ourselves and in, in the whole process as well. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, totally agree with all that. Um, man, I, at some point, I'm going to pick your brain a little bit about your uh, your uh, taking uh, middle school and junior high or whatever off of uh, Sunday because it's one of those things that right now I'm like I don't know it kind of seems like a sacred cow we we moved high school off of it I'm like I might I might kind of wait a little bit on the uh, on the middle school for just a little bit but we'll see um, long term so I'd love to love to pick your brain in another time to uh, to see how that all went down and uh, maybe yeah some, totally some it, of the it took three years yeah I'll just let you know right now it was it took a long time to be like you. Junior hires get, don't know, know how to sit. I'm like, no, like if you raise the bar, like they'll meet it. Yeah. They're not dumb. Yeah. Like they, they'll, they'll sit in there, especially if you're, you know, I don't know what your service is like, but you know, there our services are Jeff, our senior pastor is probably like one of the best teachers, cool Bible teachers engaging. And the music's the same. We sing the same song, same songs and stuff on yeah. Wednesday nights that we do on Sunday. So I'm like, they can hang, yeah. you know, and it doesn't matter if, even if they get it, they're watching you worship right. parents. Right. And so like, they need to see that. Yeah. And so that's, yeah, it's been fun. I would love to cool. talk with you about it. Awesome. Sweet. So, uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, Justin, um, I'm sure people are going to want to learn more about you and contact you more. Um, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you and, and feel free to talk about your podcast. I know there's been some, some recent changes in it as well. Um, some cool things totally. going on. So feel free to dive in there and plug whatever you want. <laughs> totally. Um, probably easiest way to get a hold of me, uh, probably Instagram. Uh, it's probably the, the best one you could uh, slide on into my DMS, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, 
is what the is what the students say. But it's uh, Justin Knowles three, um, and that's with uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you could follow along there, um, and I also do a blog or I write on the Download Youth Ministry blog um, a lot, a couple times a week, and then I do a podcast with our, our worship leader uh, for students. His name's Matt. And, uh, it's the youth ministry hacks podcast. And it used to be the other student ministry podcast, but we're some fun news is that download youth ministry starting a podcast network and they asked us to be a part of it. And part of that was a name change, um, because it, it's more telling of what our show is about. Um, and so we just were trying to be clever with our name, um, because now podcasts are a thing. Right. Um, when they didn't used to be a thing. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, so that's a c- couple of different ways that you could kind of connect with me. And I dive into a lot more in detail stuff on the podcast about like what we do specifically ministry specific. So cool. Cool. That's where we, that's where we're at. Awesome. Make sure you, you check out Justin's stuff and, uh, and you got some stuff on the download youth ministry store as well. So make sure you slide over there and, and check out some stuff. What's, what's maybe one of your, your favorite things that you put up you're really proud of? Um, I think one of the favorite message series that I've ever done is a series called That's What He Said. Um, one, because I'm a huge Office fan. And two, <laughs> uh, it's like it's talking about the, the I am statements of Jesus. Um, and it's a, it's one of my favorite ones. And it's one of my most like sold ones, I guess, bought cool. ones. And so I got a lot of good feedback on it. So I'm really excited about that one. Awesome. Well, thanks again so much for joining us. And uh, man, God bless your ministry there in California. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation today with Justin Knowles. And if you did, please do us a favor and and share it out with other youth workers and and leave a positive comment on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, whatever you know service that you use to listen to the Student Ministry Podcast. If you would, please leave a positive comment. That just helps us rise to the top and helps other youth workers find us. And please share it out there on social media. Let other people hear these great conversations and especially the awesome work that God is doing around the world. Um, people need to hear these stories. It's encouraging. We learn from each other. And just like our sponsors, you know, we, we, we are better together. And so the world needs to hear about these conversations that we're having. So please uh, do us a favor and share those out with everybody else. And, and also do us a favor by checking out the, the websites of the sponsors that are so generous to support the Student Ministry Podcast. WorkCamp NE is W O R K N, sorry, W O R K C A M P N E dot com. And the National Network of Youth Ministries is youthworkers.net. And Reach Youth New England is reachyouthne.com. Little, little tidbit. So just so you know, I actually just signed on with the National Network to be the state coordinator for Colorado. It's kind of a cool new thing that I'm doing. I've been here for six months in my new ministry and just felt like God was asking me to do that. So, hey, if you're out there and in Colorado and you've been listening to this podcast, know that I want to connect with you and make sure that we can do this together. So uh, make sure you, you shoot me an email, Twitter, or whatever, and uh, I would love to connect with you, especially if you're in Colorado, because that's, that's going to be what I'm doing doing now with the National Network is is really building that partnership up within the the, the churches within um, within Colorado. So it's going to be really awesome to do that. 
I'm also, this week, so maybe you're listening to, I don't know what day you're going to listen to this, but we put it out on February 5th of 2018, and and actually, uh, I'm heading to the Youth Ministry Leadership Exchange this week in Atlanta. It's a combined like, uh, conference, the brand new between the Download Youth Ministry uh, guys and uh, also with Orange. So if you're familiar with Orange and all the work they do with Family Ministry and the Fuller Youth Institute, uh, so all those organizations, amazing youth ministry organizations coming together to put on YMLX there in uh, Atlanta. And I'm really excited to head down there. So I'm going to try to get some interviews. I'm not, I'm not promising anything. I'm not really sure what's going to happen. I'm, I'm going to be leading table discussions and trying to blog for them as well. And so there's a lot a lot of moving pieces, a new conference and stuff. So I don't know how much time I'm going to get to do some interviews, but I'm going to try to maybe at the very least try to get some snippets. So maybe, maybe, we'll see. I, I'm trying to try to see if I can work that into the podcast at some point. Maybe we'll have an episode of just a bunch of really quick snippets of, of different, um, you know, short interviews with different youth workers that I got to talk to while I was down there or something. And I'm just kind of toying around with some ideas. So if if that kind of idea like sounds exciting to you, make sure you let me know because I'm also going to be heading down to the Orange Conference in April as well. And it's another opportunity that I might have to to do some of those quick interviews as well and some long ones in person. And if that's something that you you would like to hear about on this on this podcast, make sure you let me know. Um, you can hook, uh, look me up on uh, on Twitter. I'm at Steve Cullum. And also, if you haven't followed the Student Ministry Podcast on Twitter, we are at StuMinPod. That's S T U M I N P O D. It's like everything abbreviated because you know we couldn't have that gigantic long username on Twitter. And uh, we're also on Facebook. So if you haven't checked us out on Facebook, follow us over there as well. And uh, just just shoot me some information. And they're like, hey, hey, that sounds cool. Or maybe maybe you have a different idea. And they're like, hey, Steve, I think you should do this instead. I would love to hear from you. Love to hear your feedback. And uh, at the same time, you know, if you have another youth worker out there that you're like, hey, you got to get him or her on your show, make sure you let me know as well. I want to get the people that you want to hear from and that the world needs to hear these stories. So thank you so much again for tuning in. We're going to let you go, but before that, I just want to say once again, God bless your ministry that you do with students and, t- and teenagers and families. Man, it's, it's so important, so keep it up. Keep it up.